on the Spencer's the Pez, Goking out at the cons, Renaissance Fest, Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboy! It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast! And here's your host, the Sentinel of Liberty, Derek McCall! Thank you, this is Derek McCall, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and your host this evening. And of course, this is Fanboy Planet Podcast for January 30th, 2008, the last podcast of January. No! Yes, it means we're going into February, Already? and Mike is going to have to remember to bring, buy a Valentine's Day gift for his wife. All right, so, uh, no! <laughs> my crew tonight, of course, uh, screaming in agony, introduce yourself. I'm Michael. No! Goodson. Mm, that's some sort of Japanese theater. All right, go. <laughs> it's Aaron Frost, <laughs> female influence editor. Lon Lopez. Rick Brett Snyder. <laughs> yes, moral compass and sound engineer looking at Lon very strangely it's right like, now. Okay. We always look at Lon strangely. We do. We've got a lot to cover tonight. No, because I said, uh, and today we're broadcasting live from Elusive, Elusive Comics, Comics and, and Games. Games. 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. Where you too can be a superhero for an evening. Absolutely, because they got lots of t-shirts. Warning, the shop has dander. Okay. <laughs> And so does Michael. <laughs> uh, we should point out up top that it, at Elusive Comics Games, you can get Dander. advanced discount tickets to WonderCon, February WonderCon. 22nd. And WonderCon? February What's that, February. Derek? It's a convention in San Francisco. Where it you, sounds wonderful. Where a we convention wonder. in San Francisco? What kind of convention? A comic book convention. Okay. Why, Clarity is good. I wouldn't be talking about any other kind of convention here. <laughs> I would know I? you wouldn't, but for our yeah. audience, I feel like we need to they clarify They downloaded a fanboy. Oh, it, yeah, in case you're in Japan and fanboy means something totally different, <laughs> we're comic books. And if I have to explain to Lon what it means in Japan, yeah, okay. That's not what it means. No? No. Okay. But Aaron knows. That's why she's giggling like a schoolgirl. She isn't. All right. Uh, so, yes, we've got three-day advanced memberships for adults, $30, junior, seniors, $15. These are special prices available These are advanced only prices at, at Elusive Comics Games. Active military will pay the junior-senior price. One-day memberships for Friday and Saturday, adults $12, junior-senior $6, and one-day memberships for Sunday, adults $10, junior-senior $5. That's an entertainment bargain. Well, it's, it is quite a discount from what it would be if you get the, at the door. We are, don't the, have to, are they sponsoring the show? Is that why we're uh, pimping them? Elusive Comics and Games? Yeah. Well, because we're sitting here. We've already named No, I actually them. meant WonderCon. WonderCon, no. But it's oh, that you can buy tickets for them here in oh, advance, and I, I think see. Elusive gets a little kickback. From back. now on, I'm going to listen to what you say, sir. No, uh, he's not. What a concept. You have it's made that promise to, to me week after week. Full of lies. Month, I know. It's a house full of lies. Don't look innocent. All right. Yeah. It doesn't work. That's not innocent. Uh, <laughs> So we've got some a, a revival of a hero to talk about. We've got uh, we've got actually a revival of two heroes to talk about. The end of another long running series that uh, is rocking Hollywood by storm. Don't don't cry. Uh, we got some movie news that is going to make Lon's head cry. explode. I'm already angry. And a uh, little TV and wrestling news. And uh, but of course, first, what time is it, Derek? 
It's reader mail time. It's time for reader mail. <laughs> yes, indeed. I feel out testosterone. That song right needs now. another chorus. It's time for reader mail. <laughs> no, it needs a different chorus. <laughs> <laughs> we have a new a new listener named Jim Shaw. Jim Shaw. Jim. Hats off to you. Thank hey, guys. You. Big Jim. Found your podcast recently and had to write in to say how much I'm enjoying it. And that's to that guy that said we sounded too much like The View. I started listening to your podcast with the suggestion of Doug Garrett from Garrett's Games and Geekiness and have loved everything so far. Everything. Even Michael. Some comments about <laughs> the world of the fanboy. I recently canceled my subscription to Amazing Spider-Man thanks to the brand new day story. Good move, Jim. This kind of magical reset to a story I find so weak, and I do not wish to support it. I'm sorry, but Parker just seems to be such a deadbeat now. Living in his elderly aunt's house, not paying rent, doesn't have a steady job, taking college courses with no real direction. This, however, probably speaks to many of the comics' target audience. Hey, that's close to the yeah. best, buddy. <laughs> you, you moved back in with your aunt, didn't you? Uh, she was almost dead, okay? okay. <laughs> Me, I related more to the married couple trying to make ends meets character from the JMS run. So I asked, make ends meets what I mispronounced that. Okay, make ends meet character right. from the JMS run, and we asked for some questions. Apparently, so here he goes. What happened to the Wonder Woman movie? Last I read, and this is going back a few years. <laughs> Joss Whedon was working on a script, was going to direct, and Inara from Firefly was hinted at playing the Amazon princess. Now I can't find anything about it because what was that sound effect, Michael? <laughs> because Warner Brothers cannot figure out how to actually make a movie with their money-making characters. Uh, what is happening with Why the Last Man? We're going to get back to that question. Is it going to be a movie? Maybe. Uh, Did you actually it? answer the question about Wonder Woman besides don't we the sound have the, Don't the sound we have that archived? The- actually, I heard uh, Joss on a po- another podcast recently. I won't name what? it. What? You've been listening to other podcasts? I have in you. my spare time. Okay. And uh, spare time? And he said it's dead, 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 dead. And... Um, dead the last i, I didn't even hear um, like that. a year ago he said it was dead the yeah girl playing anara was in it the last i heard he was talking to kobe smolders from yeah we, we had a running feature of, yeah of he never Wonder talked to her he just week. when he said he was off the project said he okay was kobe, kobe was it was always going to be yeah. you kobe um but yeah marina marina baccarin is that her name yeah. was yeah. was talked up at one point but it is dead i mean the thing is uh well Jim, now it's not necessarily dead but essentially been molded if you've been into, listening it's one of those things that yeah they 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 were going to make that Justice League of America movie, and that Wonder Woman was going to just kind of spin out of that. Although now the producer of the Flash movie uh, breathed this big public sigh of relief last week, saying, "Thank heavens, Justice League is dead because now we can still do our Flash movie." And Justice not, League is dead. The Justice League is well. It's <laughs> no. and Aaron emerges from her cocoon <laughs> again, and because apparently on? in that cocoon you can't download the Fanboy Planet podcast. Uh, yeah, they uh, it work. It's they, harder. They delayed it. La- oh, okay. uh, they said officially. They basically said that that the actors are all free to pursue other projects. And then when oh. they've got the script it's ready, you, gonna, it's us. They're going to oh, pull them back in. You know, sad. projects. What uh, projects? Like, yeah, exactly. Projects well, right well, now. Common actually can do projects because he's a rapper. He could actually record an album and tour or something. But that guy that was going to play a uh, little army army hammer uh, was going to play Batman. Army Hammer Junior was his name. Uh, what? Yeah, really, really. Does that sound like the guy you want playing Bruce Wayne? Little Army Hammer. What? It's like Richie Rich. Playing the Dark Knight Returns. Uh, ah. So uh, anyway, bad image, must bad image. Expunge. So we'll talk. Uh, so Jim, we'll get back to why the last man and how come no love for three hundred. This I thought was a valid uh, accusation. Yeah. 
Not a one of you had 300 as a favorite movie last year, and this came as a big surprise to me. I recently uh, went back and took a look at the original graphic novel, and you'd be hard-pressed to find a more accurate transfer from book to film. I wasn't on that one. 300 was one of my favorite movies last year. Liar! No, it was, and not for the same reasons as you guys Sweaty probably. Sweaty men? I could do laundry for days. Do you understand that? That was beautiful. What? What does that even mean? There's there's so no, I, no, actually, I don't understand that. <laughs> so many ways to interpret Aaron, that. Aaron's <laughs> opening a loincloth loin no. laundering service. <laughs> Say no. Again? A loin crotch. Yeah, oh, Go ahead. God. A loincloth laundering Washboard service. Washboard abs. Ever hear of that? Washboard. Oh, 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 you're one of those. Lana, Aaron, have you looked at us? We don't know washboard abs. I wasn't going to say anything. That'd be impolite. Really, you did. But I, <laughs> I actually want to see 300 uh, again just before I go see Meet the Spartans. I just want to see That would be funny. Yeah. Um, and then where's the Green Hornet movie? I know Kevin Smith wasn't interested, but is there still any hope? Seth. Yeah, there was news about that, Jim, last uh, July, that Seth Rogen is currently the one in charge of the project, writing and starring as, uh, I'm not going to say necessarily Brett Reed, but somebody, somebody who wears the Green Hornet mask, whether it would and be... And it's going to be a stoner, probably. Uh, could be. I don't know. I think he is trying legitimately to move into other things. We'll and, see. And it'd be nice to see. Uh, and then he recommended some um, some podcasts that we might find interesting, but I'm going to skip over that because, you know. Real fast, the reason 300 wasn't on Let my see. list Let me see. Let me was because 300 was just an okay movie. I really okay. did enjoy it, I, I have I have no honest opinion except that I do find it funny that before Christmas I walked by a bookstore that had the 300 board game. What? And I just thought that was really funny. I don't That's know why that there would be a board game. You always that. lose. Why do you play? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like... <laughs> And this is defeat! <laughs> and there's so many pieces to keep track of. Oh, mm-hmm. my surprise celebrity piece. Oh. Rick was reading ahead. So, um, and then we got some questions from Rob Cordaway. What is the 616 universe I keep hearing about? Can you answer that? Marvel? Marvel's mainstream regular universe. And uh, noticing that Harry Osborn is back. In and that, that number World. is based on the Captain uh, Britain stuff. Yeah. yeah where Alan Moore created that concept, that strange numbering system. Yes. Yes, in the Captain Sorry. Britain series, which he now denies he ever wrote. It's Alan Moore. And Rob was wondering if there was a relationship between Harry Osborn in the Spider-Man books and Norman Osborn in the Thunderbolts book. Kind of. Kind of. We don't know, really. Maybe not. Actually, the true thing is that's the that's again that goes back to one of the things that is annoying about Brand New Day. What kind of repercussions does that have on things like Thunderbolts, where where clearly one of the things running Norman Osborn's psychosis is the death of his son? So yeah, you know that and the Goblin Serum, you know, well, all that crazy. wacky, wacky Goblin. So let's serum. just agree with our new listener that uh, that whole thing sucks. Yeah. Okay. That's Which good. we've. Talked Which we've life. said before. Although, actually, you know, I've read it. It sucks co- so bad, though. It's having ramifications throughout the whole Marvel universe. But if it was on its own, I got to say, if you didn't know, like, what had happened beforehand, Dan Slott wrote at least the first, the, the first issue of Brandon Diaz, the one I picked up. It was, it was readable. I've read the first three, and they've been fine. They're, they're readable and fine. It's yeah. just I'm not going to pay for them because I don't believe in it. Sorry. It's created a black hole of suck. I just want to have, I, I want some reassurance that some editor at Marvel has laid out a Bible of what. Has happened. <laughs> I don't know if you if you saw the Daily Show last night, but I know that editor in chief Joe Marvel. All Joe Casada has been doing has been dieting and working out. Yeah, he's looking good. But we'll get to that a little later. 
Uh, anyway, let's get to comics. Wait, we, we had the other email, didn't no, we? No, no, no. Oh, it's because it related to the later. comics. Uh, I got a little, little commentary back. Oh, oh. I, I don't know how many times I have to explain it before let's it sinks do in. Comics. There is a grand scheme to this. Somehow. There is. I do want to say, to touch back to Reader Mail, how we've been asked about recommendations. And because uh, last week, we're always thinking of things that are very recent, but I just got last week at the mail, Scholastic sent the latest edition of their bone reprints, which I know sounds like you, like you might want to giggle, Ghost Circles. And I thought, you know, we don't talk about that when people ask, like, what would be a good book to pick up and read? And Bone was great. It's just that it ended so long ago, we kind of keep forgetting about it. We're but talking- that Omnibus edition is fabulous. I mean, the big all-in-one volume. You can get it in all-in-one. And very soon, Scholastic will be done with their uh, their paperback size, like, you know, regular colors. They've got – they've colors. They've colored <laughs> – uh, the bone books and okay for just the listeners at home and you know I probably my own knowledge too explain Let's bone in one your own explain knowledge. bone in one sentence Jeff Smith's masterpiece um three non-human funny animal-like characters stumble into a valley inhabited by dragons and uh, some unseen menace called the Lord of Locusts. And what starts out is just just this fun little what are they like, what's going on it's really funny and it turns into this huge like Lord of the Rings kind of epic, it's brilliant it mm. sucks you in on and it's like to it, me it starts off with like almost Donald Duck uh, yeah that's what it feels like because like it's phone bone phony bone and smiley bone yeah and it's a goofy and it, with smiley bone is pretty much goofy so it's almost like Animaniacs where like to drop in the get, Lord of the yeah, Rings and universe. they get drawn into something it gets progressively darker that terrifies me and it's like it's it's brilliant it's like Harry Potter in that it trusts that the readers get more sophisticated as it went along. Like it, it's a, it is one of the few comics my wife has read and really enjoyed. There you go. So it's accessible to everybody. That's what, actually good for kids, too? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it absolutely is. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the action figures that does actually reveal a spoiler. Which one? It was the Lord of Locusts action figure that did it? I can remember, I can remember that. Michael was a few issues behind, and he bought that and went, Aww. So, or he went, Aww. Why, is that guy like Phony (laughs) Bone's father or something? No. Shut up, dude. Don't ruin it. No spoiler. I don't know it. But anyway, you know, yeah, you can buy the Omnibus Edition or if you want it. But it's like 10 bucks for like six issues as a graphic novel from Scholastic. That's a really good price. If you want to get your kids into reading, that's just like a recommendation we've totally left off in the last few weeks when we've been talking about. Well, we could read this trade paperback. Bone's a great series for kids. And, and, I mean, and, and for adults that like good fantasy, yeah, I would say for anybody, safe, all right, safe adult fantasy. All right, so let's uh, let's go talk. Speaking of safe adult fantasy, a favorite character of Michael Goodson, possibly of of uh, Rick Brettschneider, and definitely myself, was announced as coming back. It's been hinted in the pages of DC's editorial pages for the last few this, who months. Ambush Bug, oh, returning in a six issue miniseries. The bug in which Keith Giffen will be will be plotting with Robert Lauren Fleming come out of retirement to dialogue in the same strange improvisational way of Keith will draw it all and not tell Robert Lauren Fleming what's actually happening. <laughs> he has to figure it out. <laughs> Each issue of the six issue miniseries sounds like somebody lost a bet. <laughs> No, that's how they did the previous series. Oh, it still sounds like something lost a bet. Um, that they talk vaguely about the plot, so they know what the plot is, and then he draws and he goes, I feel like drawing an elephant. Go ahead, you make it make sense. And they go in. Um, ambush Bug has been gone so long, why don't you explain, explain why? Well, no, because Ambush Bug did return in the pages yeah, of 52. Yeah, but, but his uniqueness in the DCU is... Ambush Bug started as a villain for Superman, a, a guy who had stolen a green suit with antennae that allowed him to teleport. Right. 
And then it became very clear that Ambush Bug was aware that he was a comic book character. He was insane. And uh, the second appearance he had was he thought that Supergirl was Superman in drag <laughs> and was trying to... <laughs> One he's of those not, serious series. So aren't he, he's not Joker insane. He's no. like I've been hit on the head with a board. Well, too I many think times he's. Insane. I think he's insane. He's like cartoon insane. He's right? cartoon insane yeah. in, in the way that he's sort of like realized that he's a comic book character, so he's just going to run with it. And he, uh, and then he was he teamed up with the Legion of Substitute Heroes at one point. He got dragged into the 31st century. Then in they had two miniseries in the 80s, uh, and then officially. Uh, all of DC ganged up on him and ordered him out of the DC universe. So he was gone for a while. And I know all the history here because in the book Kronos, he showed up. There was a bar that was outside of time, and he was the bartender. So he was spending time at the edge of the DC universe. When Keith Giffen started writing for DC again, he showed up in the last Lobo miniseries, yes. wanting to get trained as a bounty hunter by Lobo. And uh, then he appeared in 52 as one of the interim Justice League and got on the phone and asked if, if room service could please send up three pages of plot. <laughs> so, anyway, still very self-aware. You forgot one appearance, though, that is one I? of my favorite. Uh, I got it for you. What, the, the, the hero clicks? The hero clicks. Awesome. The, the hero awesome cl- hero clicks. Where he's, he's actually, it, it embodies himself because he's, he's peering through a newspaper as if he's breaking down the third wall. <laughs> There's a the hole in the wall. newspaper. The fourth wall. Oh, yes. There's a hole in the newspaper he's looking through at you. Yes, as if it's just yeah, disguised yeah. somehow. You don't know it's him. Yeah, and I love that figure. It's, it it does. You're right. It's perfect embodiment. So he's coming so back. When do we look for this series? It is. Series? It is going to come out in in the summer, I believe. Because or, no, not in the summer because it's going to be earlier to time with each issue of the six issue. We will start with Ambush Bug's role in Identity Crisis. <laughs> Ambush bugs no! in crisis on oh my God. Identity crisis? So the last issue will be what ambush bug is doing through the final crisis. <laughs> so they are going to be mocking. Oh God! So it's kind of like awesome, a, awesome, kind of so, like a Forrest Gump type thing. Yes. yes. Uh, only if no, I, it's going to be worse than that. The Illuminati, like apparently he's Keith Giffen's already like you know had the what can I do? What can I mock? And what can't I mock? And they said so. His, the only rule is he can't actually make fun of the creators. Oh, in my. the DC but, universe, because apparently there, you know, let's just say a little gossip. There is some bad blood in the DC bullpen about uh, that Doctor Thirteen series in which the four writers of Fifty Two were were called the architects, and they were villains of a story in which uh-huh. they were writing characters out of continuity. And you can hear that in our interview with Mark Wade. He said, "I would like to punch Brian Azzarello in the nose." Apparently, yes, he really would like to punch Brian as well. So, well, so they said leave the char- leave the creators out, but you can do anything you want with the characters. Jan Jones is an editor at DC. She's been pushing for it since she apparently got hired. Isn't she's, she the Martian Manhunter? She is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I wrote to Jan today and I asked, and she and I just said thank you, and she said no one's more excited than I am. This is like a geeky dream come true for me. Just got the first page of, batch of pages in, and it's going to be so much fun. And I'm like really jealous. She's seen pages because yeah. I want to see pages from Ambush Bug. And they promised that Cheeks the Toy Wonder, who is Ambush Bug's sidekick, a stuffed doll. Stuffed bear, isn't it? No, it's a doll. It's, it's, a, doll? it's, a, it's a baby doll. Oh, yeah. That at one point was uh, a zombie baby doll. Uh, <laughs> and okay, the more you talk about the series, the more scared I actually get. And the, and the Ambush Bug's arch-villain, Arg Isle, the metal mast oh, wearing a- sock, <laughs> will return yes. to oh, face God. down... <laughs> 
You know, there's one. I'm the not one on enough drugs for this series. No, and which again says before the releases they need a trade paperback collecting the Ambush Bug That'd series. Amen. So every and that was not part of the announcement, but but Did exactly kids today like Aaron need to know two words and drugs hardback <laughs> absolute. Yeah. Nice. Oh. You know, oh my oh. gosh, I almost knocked over the microphone. Okay. <laughs> But the one thing that worries me about this is ambush in identity crisis. <laughs> it's going to be so wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be so wrong. And yet awesome. we, must, <laughs> we must trust our creators. Oh, my. Keith Giffen and Robert Lauren Fleming, we've got to trust them. I guess. Uh, it's just it's – just, it's a great time to be alive. <laughs> I need to live through all of 2008 just to know how it ends. Uh, That's the way I felt about the new Star Wars movies, so don't uh, don't hype it too much. Oh, yeah, great. I just need to live so I can see the prequels. Aww. (laughs) You're right. Jar Jar. Uh, I can go die now. All right, so what's what's next on the docket for our comic? There's a new Captain America in town. Come again. Captain America number 34 hits the stand today with the new Alex Ross pseudo-designed Captain America. Pseudo-designed? Well, I mean, it's like they do this big hype about Alex Ross. I mean, big deal. Anyway, and they have like an alternate. He can paint. He can paint. And it's really, you know, I mean, because to me, it takes away, as much as I like Alex Ross, it takes away the incredible, consistent job that Steve Epting and before him Michael Lark were doing on the Captain America book. It's like, so all the attention is going to Alex Ross, and all they did was a cover painting. Yeah. And let's not forget that it's all because of Brubaker. Brubaker, Ed Brubaker. Again, I you know here's the discussion. Now, Lon got a chance to read it. I don't know if you got a chance I've to flip through it. The one too. But it, you know who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think and it's a spoiler. And they announced it. They it's announced a, yeah, it on oh, yeah, the Colbert like, Report yeah, last yeah. night. It, that it's Bucky Barnes, James Buchanan. Barnes. I'm sorry, James the Winter Buchanan. Soldier. Yes, but they didn't say that on the Colbert Report okay. because you know. Uh, they were too busy saying that John McCain was a scroll. So, uh, and Obama, both of them. Exactly. So both candidates scroll. are, are scrolls. Did anybody else see that? Colbert last night? It is on the Fanboy Planet website. If you missed it, the five minutes of, of Joe Casada's interview is there on the website. How much in love are Joe Casada and Stephen Colbert? Pretty in love. They love each Pretty other. Pretty in they? love, I would say. Well, did Marvel actually give him the shield? The yes. Captain Casada America did. Casada did. Casada okay. did last year when when Captain America died. So was said, it was it featured in the clip of uh, uh, him he, there? Because he, well, he has because, it up on the wall. Because Colbert was very said he he apologized to his audience that last night was going to be his last show because he needed to assume the mantle of Captain America. Nice. And Casada <laughs> had to break the news to him that they decided, but that his presidential run isn't over because if you notice in pages of Marvel Comics there are billboards for the Colbert 08. <laughs> Presidential run. Nice. So I told him uh, they're going to run on a Colbert Casada ticket. That wacky six one six universe. Yeah, I you know yeah they are sucking up to each other, and of course I mean because Colbert is like I mean he's this cultural icon right now, and the fact that he's willing to you know just like, go everything Marvel does is great. And Colbert's a huge secret closet fan. Oh, he's, too. He's, not, he's not in the closet at all. Oh, no. okay. who publishes his comic though? Uh, Oni. Oni. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I know, I know. So, uh, yeah, so you got a chance to read it. And the reactions. Thing, reactions to the idea of Bucky as Captain America. I, or, wait, sorry, wait. James Buchanan Befo- Barnes. F- before, because since, since we've read it, 
Okay, what are reactions to the non-readers? The only costume, I, uh, the only uh, comment I have is in the costume, which the more I look at it, the more reminds me of the Captain Marvel character when what's her name? Uh, Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. Yes. I mean, the the cut of it reminds me of that a lot. Just as a person who's completely inexperienced with it, I yeah. think he looks very strange. Just, it's I don't like it. Yeah. Off, off the bat. Interesting. Now. To us readers that have seen it, what do you think of the new costume? Well, the new costume reminds me a lot of. Oh, and Michael walked away. Have a look. Sold out. It reminds me a lot of. uh, No, but I have it right. I think it's still. Oh no. Yeah. In the envelope. Uh, U.S. Agent. It reminds me a lot of the U.S. Agent look. Oh, and uh, a little bit. uh, Captain Universe. A little bit. Uh, I was a little taken aback by the gun thing. The envelope. But the costume doesn't bother me so much. Again, what I wrote in my review this week is what impresses me is the realization as I read this book that No, I know where the, I know where you're going with that, but let's talk costume for a second. Let's talk costume for a second. Just gonna, right. but I want to hold that thought. Now, here's the thing. Initially from the Alex Ross paintings and stuff, I think the costume's a gimmick and I'm, I I didn't like it. However, upon opening the book and reading through it, they it, made it make sense. It fits the dark tone of the art style. Absolutely. It works very well to the stealthiness of the Winter Soldier's Mo and it, it just fits. It's perfect. So, I you know I wanted to hate it at first. Once it's a new seeing time it in action, and the, and the purpose of works. Captain America in battle is going to be very different than it was in the right. You know. Because this person doesn't have Steve Rogers, you know, training ability and, well, uh, one and thing fighting he experience, out, which I thought was really good. Was that, that, that yeah that Steve was probably three times faster, three times stronger, and and really Bucky also says the only reason he's the guy who can throw the shield is because one of his arms is cybernetic, right. And so I thought, oh, you know, nice, interesting things. But what – so I'm going to go- speak to storyline. Okay, so now go to the story. Storyline is that Ed Brubaker, many times in the past 30 years, they have put somebody else in Cap's costume. Seen Cap, it before. Cap walked away, became Nomad. He became just the captain for a while while John Walker, the U.S. agent, yeah, you know, was Captain America. Ed Brubaker is the first writer to make me believe that the symbol of Captain America is – bigger than Steve Rogers and I I do want to believe I may be wrong but I want to believe that Steve Rogers will stay dead because now Captain America is a legacy and reflecting the spirit instead of Captain America being this guy who always believes in the ideals Bucky is struggling to believe the ideals and live up to that and I think that's a more realistic reflection about how many of us feel about America now, yeah, we believe in those ideals. We want to. It's hard in the face of the reality of where we are in the world, what's happening, what life is like. And Bucky reflects that. And I think that really we actually do have, Brubaker's given us, a Captain America for our time. Sure. Who still is living up to those ideals. But stop right there. Mm-hmm. Can this Captain America, this this Winter Soldier Captain America, exist in any other faction of the Marvel Universe other than the Captain America books? Yes. Because, can you mainstream this Captain America, the guy with the gun on his hip and the ex, yes. you know, agent? Okay. I I was not too convinced that this this version can exist outside of this universe they have established. It works very well in the storyline. The storyline's very dark, post Civil War, and it's keeping all the thoughts mm-hmm. of you know the storyline they've been pushing for the last year and a half. 
However, and it's also a very realistic storyline. It's also the socio-political things yeah. going on. It's very the real red, world. The yeah. Red Skull's actual plan is: if I were trying to take over the world, or if I was trying to topple America, these actually are the ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spoil that, but it's it's a little frightening. And though it's easy to have extrapolated from current events of the past few months, but Ed Brubaker really—it's like, yeah, there's no. This is not a supervillain. This is a guy who really has thought about how do you undermine America's confidence. And, right. and it makes me wonder, is the Red Skull actually operating in our world now? Well, it's very, like I said, it's very reflective of what's going, you know, it's very topical mm-hmm. right now. But like, part of part of my problem is, is I just don't know how long it can last. I, I, I think the legacy aspect of superheroes is very interesting and I, I think DC has done it well in their continuity or whatever. But, um, I think it only has to last about uh, maybe nine months into the next administration. Right, right. And then until the book sales start to drop and then we need Captain America to come yeah. back or something. So your response to Derek's question of that he's the here dark now times is, are ending. yes, he is, and mission accomplished. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. It suddenly makes so much sense. Uh, one I other, think we can get thrown in jail just for having said that. I was never here. Okay. <laughs> one other question. Did you think there was a little too much exposition in this book, or was you think it was okay? I think there had to be exposition because Marvel knows very well, and Brubaker knows well, this is a book. There's a reason it's sold out here. Because people are going to pick it up. Cause because it's in the front page of the D- New York Daily News two days ago that there's a new Captain America. Joe Quesada goes on the Colbert Report. So you got to retell the Colbert story. Report? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's report. Pronounced. Oh, get a clue. The cocoon is opened again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's been oh. part of the joke from day one. So, that was like two years ago, too, right? I mean, no. Oh, it's all right. <clears throat> yeah, it's okay. Uh, Hi, America. I'm yeah. clueless. Hi, rest of the world. I know you exist, but I'm so Take clueless. Take those blonde streaks out. Everything will be fine. Aaron gets all <laughs> her news from reflected light <laughs> off of Haley's <laughs> Comet. <laughs> I have you know I was on CNN all Aaron's, day today, but they didn't. You talk. were on CNN. I didn't see you once. <laughs> uh, what did you do? Aaron's a scroll. We don't talk about that. Aaron's a scroll. She's our. That's why she doesn't know anything about our culture. Nothing. Not a thing. Uh, so. I read comics every now and, and then. then. I, I believe Colbert's official slogan: "It's Colbert. It's French." Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> okay, no, that I'd heard. I knew okay, that. So, he was addressing poor, you. So anyway. <laughs> Probably. Anyway. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I mean, I, I don't know. Can it be mainstream to the – it depends on the book. It, and you it, see a little uh, like little tot – what are those little Marvel heroes? Uh, uh, superhero toys? squadron? Can you see the superhero squadron version gun? of this Captain America? I do think the gun has to be dropped. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things I didn't have uh, – why the gun – Maybe if it was dripping water. The, yeah, a squirt gun. <laughs> right. Baby Cap has a squirt gun. Winter soldier. Um, <laughs> Winter I also didn't like the fact that his gun was Luger-like. It looked kind of, but the but the gun doesn't bother me because giving him American gun though, you know. Yeah, okay, but it doesn't bother me because, because really, what it reminded me of was the look of as something that uh, that Rick and I have been debating because there's a there's a revival of Captain Action coming, who is the you know the great my favorite action figure from the '60s, and the Captain America outfit did have a gun. Yes, it did. So, and a sword. And a sword, because Captain America, you know, when he fought the Musketeers. <laughs> well, you have to remember, too, Cap during World War II yeah, used yeah. weapons, right? I mean. No. In the Invaders, he never used a gun? I don't know. I never really. It was World War II, people. Well, well, Aaron, did he? 
Huh? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I phased out for I a second. I phased off. What's World War <laughs> II? <laughs> oh, shut up. Was so, that in this? Okay. He has a gun in the Ultimate series. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I can see it. It's like, look, the whole thing with the superhero squad, if you're going to talk about the licensing, I think they've already explained, like, the problem explaining Namor to a small child or the Super Scroll. Look, I mean, well, I just, a I, gun I, is a lot easier to explain than. Namor would like to steal the Invisible Woman well, that, away from, you know... Then uh, explain his missing cyber arm, then, to your small children, too. See if that doesn't give them nightmares. <laughs> it won't come up. Oh, okay. I did have Daddy, to Daddy, why it. is he missing an arm? Well, it's just like Luke. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. Lost his hand. Right. right. I, I, it, true. Uh, and I had to explain the Scarlet Spider as a clone. What's cloning, Daddy? Something that hopefully, if we're moral as a society, we will never allow. No, that's easy. You just go. It's like a Xerox copy. They get that. Dad, you're pompous. Say <laughs> so, yes, yes, dear, I am. Uh, I attended for my Any more comic <laughs> news there, uh, Chip? Well, another thing coming out today, last issue. Of- I brought this up. I would like to say that I brought it up with you before the show, so I'm not completely no, stupid about comics. Okay, you, but let me uh, ask. Uh, uh, and how, how many issues it. are you into no, it? Can be- you talk about why The Last Man, number 60? No, no, all no I can't talk about number before 60, the but at show, least I heard All of she it. did was say why. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, and I went, oh, that's right. Why? Because. Uh, <laughs> because we uh, like you? Chicken butt. Yeah. <laughs> What? Wrong one. <laughs> Chicken thigh. So anyway. what's going on with why the why last, the last man? man finally has come to an end? Weep. And are, do we care? Are we sad? Whatever. It was it's a, a good sh- Well, I mean, again, Aaron brought it up. But again, where are you in the storyline? At the very beginning. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, look, a book. I recognize that. Sometimes it's a vowel. Sometimes that it's a consonant. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I read it. I wonder if I've this is related to X Men. It's really good. Oh, shut up. The Y Men. They're so mean. <laughs> we are. Now you're just giving us an opening in that little cocoon, and we're going to fill it with poison gas. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yes. Uh, but, it, but that, too, has been like front page news because as one comes to an end, Brian K. Vaughn's other project, being a writer on Lost, has come to beginning. So he was like on the front page of entertainment on CNN.com. You know, he was the top story about, mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, wow, that's kind of interesting. But there's been a lot of movement. We can use this to sort of segue into movies. There's been a lot of movement and talk about why The Last Man is a film. Trilogy. And one of the things Brian K. Vaughn said today was that the first script, the first movie would cover like the first 14 issues. And that he sees it as a trilogy of films. And that's what he would like to do. And, of course, in Hollywood, trilogies are hot. And, you know, why would it be hot in Hollywood? Because it's a lot of women. The cast is just all women and yep. one dude. So do you know how many like out of work actresses there are in L.A. that would love a part in that movie? You could just fill it All of days. them? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to be the casting director. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Why? The things that monkey would do to you. <laughs> I like monkeys, too. Yeah, they'd go, I'd uh, just be in charge of casting ampersand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd just be like, monkey! The monkey! I like the way he flings his poop. Uh, so ampersand there. When did you turn into a ninety-year-old man when you did that? <laughs> I have had the time of my life. Uh, whoa! Uh, whoa! Ow! Wow! Okay. Family guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that character used to disturb me, and now I've absorbed it somehow. It's bothering You've me. It. I mean, uh, anyway, you heard some interesting stuff about who might play the lead. Well, I think, and Aaron has heard it as well, that Shia LaBeouf, it, they've been talking to him. I can't remember the name of the director. 
Uh, DJ oh. Caruso is yes. the director that they have wicky, hired. Wicky, wow. Was he the same guy that did uh, Disturbia? No. Yes, was that the and same that's guy? why. And that's why he wants to make that connection. He likes working with Shia LaBeouf, as apparently everybody in Hollywood who works with Shia LaBeouf likes working with him. Um, who knew? Maybe he's likable. Perhaps. I can't speak to that. Uh, but he seems to be a young actor with his, a head on his shoulders, and that's one of the things that may keep him from doing it is – that he does not see enough variation in the character of Yorick uh, from the character he played in Transformers, Witwicky. See, there's a Y right there. And the character he'll play in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That he's looking at himself you know, for the long-term career. Not trying to be, be a star, but to be an actor. And if he just plays these young guys that are always you know, out of their element, in the wrong place at the right time. It's not quite going for the Johnny Depp stretch. Yeah, yeah. I, not doing the odd thing. Speaking of the Johnny Depp stretch, I gotta say he's coming out with a new workout video. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh yeah. <laughs> back to us. Back to the tragic story of last week. Heath Ledger died in the middle of what? Terry Gilliam's filming. Terry Please. Gilliam's latest Can film. Can you pronounce that movie for me? The oh. The Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Yes. I think that's it. No, is that it? is that's it. Is it? Yeah. And in which Heath Ledger was playing like a spirit guide as these guys uh, through the after afterlife. He's filmed. He, he filmed he, a great deal of it already. Uh, from what I read, uh, apparently only oh. half. Okay. And the solution is that because he's a magical character, he can change appearances. He can change appearances now, oh, and that's wow. how they're going to solve it. And Johnny Depp has agreed to step he in. He agreed. It I had only read that has, he was talking about it. Has uh, well, okay, maybe jumping to conclude, but Terry Gilliam and Johnny Depp kind of owe each other one after the Lost in La Mancha debacle. Um, the man who killed Don Quixote, the great unfinished film. Uh, oh. Depp, Depp has wanted to work with Gilliam, and this is his way in, and uh, to pay tribute. And basically, if they do this idea that he changes to a lot of different identities, so play there it. are a lot of actors who would like to be part of this like tribute to Heath Ledger. I mean, oh. I mean, because it, it's intriguing to me. I mean, he, oh yeah, apparently he's what? pretty broken up about it, from what I've. Oh uh, well, I mean, you know, they had a fling. Uh, but you know, I mean, you watch Daniel Day Lewis can't seem to get over it, and I think you could. I mean, good lord, I think Daniel Day Lewis could get agree. Could no, he's married to Arthur Miller's daughter. No, um, and he can't. See, he never met him. You know, so it's like there are a lot of really fine actors that would like to find a way to pay tribute. And this may be the way. That's ingenious. I haven't. Uh, that's so original. The, the only thing I would. The only have thing with that. that I've heard ever like oh. that is all of the Doctor Who series. Where <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently he regenerates, yeah, and then exactly. uh, and and script for that movie better be awesome. Though. It's changed. The, the yeah. title has been changed to the TARDIS of Doctor Parnassus, <laughs> uh, and so. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, it's if that's if that goes oh, seriously, through. It sounds great. It's a great idea. Yeah. It is. My only thing, I mean... And only Terry Gilliam could make that work as a director. The, the only thing that I would hesitate about is that the more people who show up to be in the movie to tribu- as a tribute to Heath Ledger, the less you would see of Heath Ledger. No, I think and they would keep it, it... You know, it's not like he's going to let, say... Um, Oh, I See, I'm not, sure, I'm not. I'm not. Ricky sure. Schroeder isn't going to be allowed to do his little tribute. It's yeah, not like God. you're um, going to see more of him. Well, I know, but the thing is, like, okay, for me, <laughs> you do realize what dead means, right? <laughs> I know you've been in the cocoon for a while, and and and, and okay, butterfly had... wings come out. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was a huge fan of Heath Ledger's when I was in high school, and actually for the last few years, but. Part of me, it's like I would like to see as much of Heath in the movie as I can, and not cut out. There are anything, still no but, nude scenes. 
I'll cry about it later. Can't I they think just I'm do okay what they did with all the like Humphrey Bogart Diet Coke commercials and just CGI them through the rest of the movie? Sure, they'll pull scenes from Roar yeah, and him exactly. in the tight leather pants, and they'll stick that in there. Yeah, movie just too. and you could have yeah. somebody else do his voice. I'm Heath Ledger, you know, and then. <laughs> There you go. You got a movie. Okay, Lon. I guess uh, we'll be bidding you farewell as you go out to auditions, huh? Because too that soon. Was, Have fun that. Was, that okay. was a brilliant. Off to hell. See you. Okay. <laughs> and I got to say, no. There was. Speaking of off to hell, I don't know where this got, but but this is a little frightening thing. Some guy. It was reported in in um, lying in the gutters in comic book resources this week. Rich Johnston pointed out said, in a strange way, if Grant Morrison. Is trying to make the DC universe sentient? Could Heath Ledger's death actually be the first work of the Joker coming into our real world <laughs> and upset? I'm sorry, that's that someone just, portrayed. <laughs> that's just scary. <laughs> it is, but if you've ever, I love it. It's <laughs> like, oh no, I don't want to live in a world where the Joker is real. <laughs> Please no. Yeah, but you know what? The Joker would never survive in the real world. You know why? Why? Because somebody would shoot him and kill him. They've tried that? No, nobody wants to kill the Joker. Kill the Joker. Magog was the only one that killed him, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it Magog? No. In Kingdom Come. Yeah. Yeah. Earth-51 Batman killed the Joker as well. Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, So. Moving forward. Moving forward. Maybe. You know who's moving forward? Marvel. In a, what? In a story not particularly well reported. But mm-hmm. brought to you here. By well, Lon Lopez. First, but yes. Uh. I had my nose digging through uh, the news. I saw that, and I wanted to, only one or two of the comics websites picked this up. Marvel signed a deal with the Writers Guild because they <gasps> because they do not want to have to break the momentum after Iron Man and Incredible Hulk. They can now move forward with any movie they want because the writers say they can go ahead and write scripts. See, I told you somebody there was smart. Yeah. Uh, with that, Lionsgate did as well. This is Marvel Studios, not Marvel Comics. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because there was an irony. Tom Brevoort, who is uh, one of the big editors at Marvel, came out and said, you know, he was supporting the, the union. Whereas, on the other hand, right now Marvel is secretly, uh, or not not particularly secretly, but, you know, privately, quietly, in a battle over um, paying their own creators uh <laughs> royalties for things like overseas. If we print the trade paperback in England and sell it there, we don't really owe you money. And, you know, again, to say it's only right to pay the creators when uh, Marv Wolfman had to sue to get his name on Blade. And not on the series, apparently. But it was, which is okay, because That was Marv, a good move. Marv, if you're listening, that was a good move, not to get any credit on the series. But, uh, but to, you know, to get any settlement there, you know, a, a company notorious for not wanting to spend any money, and then to say, yeah, we support the Writers Guild. But I'm glad they did, because, yes, then there's no there. But Lionsgate, who I th- don't think Marvel's still working with, except Punisher is still, so Lionsgate still has the right to the Punisher, so they can, you know, they can move forward if they decide that they're ready with um, with War Zone, yeah. uh, that maybe they want to do a Punisher 3. They can start that production now. They can start It also means that Wolverine Origins is, or X-Men Origins Wolverine is. No. No? Different? Because that's from Fox. Oh, okay. X-Men Origins is a Fox product, as is Fantastic Four. Oh. But everything else, which is what about everything else. Thor? Thor is Marvel. Okay. So Marvel Studios has the rights to everything. So it's, we might see a Thor movie before X-Men Origins? Yes. And apparently a casting notice went out this week for a Thor movie. In fact, for extras for Asgard. 
Interesting. So, did you also see? Uh, did you see the little blip I sent you about a possible someone taking a meeting for a movie, a Marvel movie? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Tell I me. I thought I sent that out. Uh, May have, but I just, I just in an interview that British bad boy we all love, the transporter himself. Jason, Jason, Statham. Statham. Jason Statham took a meeting for a possible Namor meet, uh, movie. Yeah, but he also made it sound like he wasn't particularly interested. No, that's true. But I'm just saying that yeah. Namor movie is being developed somewhere. So. Well, we knew that because The Rock was in the running for that actually at one that point. That was a long, long time ago. Yeah, though. but it's the same script. It's the same, it's the same production. Well, I'm just, just saying, though. Waiting. So now that Marvel Studios is... Yeah, you know, they can we might, we might see a Namor Except movie. I think Namor also is already promised to Universal. Mm. So basically it was anything that Marvel had not yet sold out, they got the... Hate those arranged that, marriages. Anything, yeah, but it's true. Anything they had sold to Artisan, an Artisan closed down, and I don't think Artisan even got to actually do any Marvel movies, but they had all the... Oh, they got, I'm sorry, they got to do the Man-Thing movie. Which is why Marvel's quietly went, and we'll take that back, and that back, and that back, because... You can't touch our Man-Thing anymore. <laughs> Anybody here s- sit through Man-Thing? Yeah. Not oh, it. oh, lordy, was that horrible. Um, and that's saying a lot, because you know, I still find something to like about like Howard the Duck. It had some but moments, but it was a lot Really? Of- what moments were, though? Ex- other than the opening shot when the girl... <laughs> when the guy's undoing his pants and the girl screams and it goes, man thing. <laughs> really does. Because man thing's behind them and kills them. But it was just like, that That was poorly cut. Because really it just, just, like he dropped his pants and the title came out. Marvel, I'm looking forward to more of we your are. movies. We are indeed. Uh, what movie aren't you looking forward to now? G.I. Joe. A real American crappy movie. Channing Tatum is there. (laughs) I hate you all. I hate you all. Way to back a winner. (laughs) Channing Tatum. I hate myself. (laughs) Channing Tatum, who was previously in the film, what did you say this was? Step Up? Step Up? A Stepping Up? Step Up? It's some sort of dance movie, I guess. I don't even recognize it. I know it's not Bring It On, but I believe it's Step Up. What? No, he's not in that. Step It On. Step It On. Step it down. Step it up to Channing Tatum is not in. How many different times can you use stepping and up and in and out? And stepping out. Stepping out. I bring it up. Step up. I believe stepping out was actually with Liza Minnelli. So who probably would do a better job than Channing Tatum. But Channing Tatum is Duke yeah. in the G.I. Joe movie. Bold choice. Now, who, did, who, did you, who did you tell me was playing uh, Cobra Commander? Arnold. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay, now, that one. Wait, what? He's not a bad actor. No. Put it in context. Who is he? Joseph Gordon the kid from Third, Third Rock, Rock from, from the, the Sun. sun. Yeah! But, but he's totally past he's puberty now. He's done some really well regarded uh, independent Dinner films. theater. Here's the thing <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt is, you know, actually a decent actor, but he's going to be in this total flop of a Street Fighter 2 movie esque. Well, they've cast Dennis Quaid. As Quaid? Yeah. In G.I. Joe? Yeah. I haven't heard that. Dennis Quaid is... I can't remember any of the characters' names. Scarlet. Okay, oh, you have no information. Okay, Just no, stop lying. Just stop lying. So I haven't like, heard any Quaid it's, it's rumors. Squ- Scarlet, because they went Randy back. Randy Quaid is Snake Eyes. Ray Park is out. <laughs> He's Roadblock. <laughs> I know they said Dennis Quaid and Arnold Vosloo were both in the movie. Uh, Arnold Vosloo is Destro. Yes. And that uh, he's a is younger also dude, a good he? choice. All of the cast is Arnold, like young. Arnold Vosloo was the mummy. Dennis Quaid isn't young. No, he's not Destro. Sorry, Dennis. Somebody Doesn't else. Destro wear a, a frozen mask? It's a prequel oh. to the cartoon. 
Or no, he's not Destro. No, he's not he's Destro. Somebody he's somebody, else. though, that I... It was a name I recognized. They, the guy they got for Destro is some young, hunky-looking Scottish actor. Okay, or something Arnold Boston was playing Sergeant Slaughter, I think. No, he's, he's in not. it. They're, they're all in it. Do I'm, we know anything about this movie? Yes, we know Jenny people Taylor are in it, and we know, it's exist- and we know it's of its existence. We so we know it's it happening. Sucks. It doesn't necessarily... Well, okay, like, you know yeah, Joe was the pinnacle. You know what? Stop defending it! Because if there was a... If, okay, it. I, is it Stephen Summers directing this? Yeah, is the that guy who did the mummy. Who did the mummy. No, so but that's I, why Arnold Lost Here's the thing. In. Here's the thing. If there's any truth to the... I haven't read anything about the Dennis Quaid. He could be a great duke. But Channing Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum, the daughter or the son of <laughs> Stalker Channing, Channing and Tatum O'Neill. Yes. Uh... <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> so, <laughs> but again, the guy's twenty-seven years old, and he's playing the leader of an elite. What is it? Uh, elite Fighting terrorist force? strike force or something? You like that? tell me. You play the initiative. Jerk. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I've officially abandoned this film. Well, I think it's going to okay be terrible. Because, because, it, because I'm curious. Because like the vacuum left by lawn has just been replaced by ten schoolgirls. For every You're lawn, right. every You're lawn right. we lose. Ten schoolgirls go, Channing Tatum, maybe he'll show his muscles. Maybe they'll all go and they'll be sitting there. Aaron will be in the front row going, girls, can we do the laundry for days? (laughs) I would hope that this G.I. Joe movie, if they were smart, they would do like that that famous silent issue and just have it all be Ray Park doing ninja, fighting ninjas for the whole movie. Then I'd watch it. The silent uh, issue? That'd be kind of boring. Remember the famous G.I. Joe silent, silent issue? issue? I remember. Uh, Even I know the silent issue. There was a uh, Nick Fury silent no, issue. No, there's a famous G.I. Okay. Joe epi- uh, episode issue. issue. Things like issue 21. Issue 21. Or, Snake, okay. Eyes, Snake Eyes takes on the headquarters. I, I remember it. Um, no dialogue. The other thing is, Larry Hama has come aboard as technical advisor, which I know could really? be largely a ceremonial role, but it's still a nice shout out. The other thing is that on the heels of this, apparently Devil's Due has lost the rights to do a G.I. Joe comic. So, mm. once again, that sort of intelligence that goes along with, I don't know if you noticed, but with all the hype about Star Trek, um, Paramount shut down StarTrek.com. Really? really? Yes. Yeah. So talk about great shut servicing it. the fans. They fired everyone at StarTrek.com. They just shut, and shut it, down. it down. The domain is dead. You get a 404 on it? Or? I don't know if it's dead. Why would they? But they're not, adding, they're any not adding any new content. And they fired Why their they? staff. Well, there isn't any new preview. content. I saw a preview. I, I saw a. No, that's different. Okay. But no, I saw that on Yahoo. Because that's right. coming from the. Um, really? Wow. So the same Sorry. thing, G.I. Joe. You know, on the uh, as a movie is coming, but getting no one has the rights to do a comic. Anyway, uh. other exciting news that I think will does encompass uh, Aaron's cocoon. Uh, as we it knew, does actually filter through. Yes, as we do know that the <laughs> Hobbit was released, it was from released? Its turmoil. No, from its turmoil of fighting, who who could have the rights? Peter Jackson uh, and New Line. Uh, made they friends. were fighting. Let's re- re- yeah, they were fighting they for many years. Up. They it had a, they had a huge lawsuit. Um, they spent a weekend in the cabin in the country. And they came back and said, we're going to make two movies for The Hobbit. And, of course, the big question was, well, Peter Jackson doesn't really have time to direct those two movies, working on The Lovely Bones, but he would just produce it. And then the question, who would direct? So apparently, allegedly, I don't know if we can say done deal because I'm... What's being Dennis Quaid is directing it. (laughs) Uh, No, Dennis Dennis Quaid will be playing uh, Smeagol. Smog is who I meant to say. Yes, uh, but no, surely they do know that uh, what's-his-name will be back, the guy that played Gollum in the Lord of the Rings. Um, Andy Circus. Andy Circus will return, and uh, Ian McKellen's already said, of course, he will jump for the chance to play yeah. Gandalf. 
Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Is He's going, playing the Hobbit. Is going to direct. <laughs> well, actually, they had a side by side picture thinking, of Benicio Peter del Toro. Del Toro Benicio <laughs> del Toro will be playing Bilbo. Uh, <laughs> Guillermo. Guillermo is directing. Guillermo oh, okay. del Toro is at this point and uh, has agreed to direct. And Guillermo del Toro, who has agreed to direct every major fantasy franchise in the last five years, has agreed to direct the Hobbit. We so, got one. <laughs> <please>! <laughs> so, will it actually happen with him? I'm not sure. Because he's also everybody on, on the on the set of Hellboy two is like this is exciting. We're good. Guillermo's been talking about Hellboy three, and I'm like, really? Because once he commits to the Hobbit, I he's not going to have a life for a few years. I think uh, you know. Oh, no, they were talking about the Hobbit starting filming end of this year. I think so. But the thing is, they were saying Peter Peter Jackson was going to write the script. He was going to take time out and work with, with Fran Walsh and uh, Phil and Philippa Boyens. Yeah, thank you. Um, to work on the script, but I don't even know if they've started yet, so I don't know if they could start writing. And again, that I don't know if they can, even though they're in the, New Zealand. Right, if they the are members, strike. if they're part of the Writers Guild, they cannot. They can't. Well, let's go to television. There's TV. Let's. Let's. Last week, the last two episodes of Chuck were on. I really enjoyed that. I'm sorry. Now it's just, I, I don't know it. what to do. I didn't even Chuck know it was, was on gone. because I didn't know. Thank you, heavens TV again anymore. for Torchwood. Goodson and I watched Torchwood last week. How was it? Episode. I heard stories. Oh, uh, James Marsters was. It lacked James Marsters. Yes, he wasn't in it. No, he was in it. Oh. He, no, he's oh. in the first episode. He's not in the second episode. He's not in the second episode. He's not in the second episode. Right. but he'll be a recurring character. Is there somewhere I can go see it? BBC America. The internet. I was going to say. The is somebody Yeah, there's some oh, So you've watched you the go. second episode already. Yeah. We okay. did. Okay. Um, we did. Because I don't get BBC America. Damn it. It's it good. And I got a report from our listener, Stephanie Rodriguez, about how the BBC America was supposed to like edit it down to make it more family friendly. How could ah, you do that first episode? And she said, really, yeah, they didn't do a very good job of editing down. Uh, she said, um, that, of course, the kisses were still there. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, Spoilers? Aaron. No, don't tell me who he kissed. Everybody. Oh, well, that's normal. All right, people who've seen it are now on mic. <laughs> let's okay. discuss. Let's have that little spoiler. We're talking for Aaron, first let's episode? Just, let's just say, first episode, okay. I think it's fair game. Captain Jack. Captain Jack. James Marsters. Really? Make out. They totally make out. Not once, but, but twice. And, they, they, and, they, and they've got history. And they beat each other up between. That's and then they Monster do does. each other's laundry. Uh, so no, we're not. That's the great thing about it. <laughs> it's true. It's well, all true. <laughs> it's stomach-turningly through. You killed my not brain. Not that there's anything wrong much. with that. No, but uh, go home. Download it now. Yeah, I, I still have to download the Christmas episode okay. of Doctor Who. Oh. I thought the Marster's costume was fabulous. The the was uh, it fabulous? looked like Adam Ant. Yeah, he, he totally looked like Adam. And they Ant. had him in a T-shirt so well blended with his skin that I kept thinking he wasn't wearing a yeah. shirt. It was a white shirt. Wishful no. thinking. Oh, no, it was, no, no, it was like beige. Like, but it was Sorry. it was beige. But it was like it was really like a flesh-colored T-shirt. Oh, okay. With a little hole in it, and that's the only thing. It's like, was well, he got a hole? Has he been hit? Oh, it's a T-shirt. I kept forgetting because he was. They were trying to make him look like Adam Ant without doing the the war paint. But he's wearing he's wearing like uh, thigh high boots, not thigh high, uh, calf high boots. Wait, did he drink and or smoke? Of course. What did okay, what did good. he do? No, I was just know. gonna say, what he does he drink, do then? He don't drink, don't smoke. He, uh, what does he do yes, then? He does. he does drink and does smoke. It, it's one thing, though, for James Marsters to do a British accent in Buffy, an American-produced television show. It was very, 
When I'm going, little Jimmy Moss says, you're from Modesto. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. You're from right down the street, Jimmy. I have been to your hometown. <laughs> and they stopped me. But they love them. That's they? another thing. Well, they, they, do a, they do a DUI check at 9 p.m. in Modesto. Yeah, that's a wild habit in town. Ex- I was going to say, it's ex- an exciting, exciting place. And, yeah. Anyway. So, but it was good, basically. It was good. Okay. Yeah. It I was love good. The, I love the, the opening scene where Captain Jack, the reveal of him back, and he goes, did you miss me? And then later they're all in the car bitching about <laughs> him, and, and then they go, but it's a lot him. more fun without <laughs> with him here. <laughs> Yeah, I did like the opening fun. alien too. Just the, the oh, the fish. <laughs> All fish right, that's alien. it. I'm it's, downloading it's it tonight. The, the exposition fish, like <laughs> <laughs> is it like a babel fish. Or no, like he has to explain the torchwood. Clearly, the concept is now everybody knows what torchwood is. Yeah, uh, but that was funny. Was just well, after three Christmas invasions, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that because actually Torchwood and Doctor Who treat the presence of aliens a lot more realistically than either DC or Marvel do. Or our uh, government. <laughs> oh. Oh! <laughs> Kucinich, we need you back. Come back, Kucinich. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, Lost starts tomorrow night. But we've, we've talked about it before. By the time so. you hear this, it'll already have aired. Uh, have aired. Have we the- talked about the fact that they're, they're saying now that the flash forwards will be a part of the episodes upcoming? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if we talked about we've it. Talked about been about a bit, Actually, yeah. Lost is back tonight with their pop-up video episode. Of the of the season finale from right. last year. Correct. Right. But it's, okay. got, it's got new content, like oh, pop-up really? video, and it pops up facts about the show. What time is that show? Really? Nine Probably 9 o'clock. Oh, well, okay. Well, that's good. We'll be, we'll be home early tonight then. Good. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know what to say about it by the time this is aired. You know, I'm, I'm desperately trying to catch up on the... I loved it! ...on running Mario's, uh, you know, flashbacks for season three. Uh, I've got a few more banked, and they'll be running through here's, the rest Here's of the week. my one bummer about the whole thing. I love Lost. Uh-huh. We're only going to get... What was the planned? Like, 16, 16 episodes? down to eight. We're only getting eight. Again, and it's uh, time for the guild to... It, it's not time for the guild to settle. It's time for the producers, because, look, yeah. companies like Marvel... Lionsgate, all these small production companies, United Artists, they've proven there's nothing outrageous in what the writers want. And Unless you're publishing something in England. Well, sure. Okay. Um, but, I mean, but that's just the reality. Look, it's being proven. You can do it. Marvel knows perfectly well. They've got content online. It's a big deal. You know, they know, and they're gambling a lot. You know, please do remember the other thing with Iron Man and Hulk is those movies do have to make money. If they don't make money, if Marvel loses, Paramount gets all the rights. It mm. all reverts back to Paramount, and they can do whatever they want, and Avi Arad can be kicked to the curb. Boot. Well, he should be. No, we'll see. He should be, I girlfriend. Still think, I still think Iron Man's going to be huge. Hulk is going to be big. Maybe huge. Anyway. And angry. Speaking of huge and angry, how about some wrestling news? Uh, yes. What have you got there? Because I got nothing. What you going to tell us? And Garcia doesn't have cable. Listen up, brother. Um, Basically, we had reported last week. Mm -hmm. And I I guess I have to stand corrected now. There was a shocking return this week to wrestling. But last week I had reported that a certain wrestler was going to be out for a long time. Way past WrestleMania. And we probably weren't going to see him for a long time. Mm -hmm. Scotty Tuhati. However... Last week, I know who that is. Last week at the Royal Rumble, we had the triumphant return of John Cena. Yes. Four months, or three and a half months Ooh. after his pec tear, 
So uh, he was the big surprise. I'm going to give uh, props here. Chris, not having watched it, but at least did do an analysis in today's Falls Count Anywhere. That is true. So you can go back and see that. However, watching it wow. live, you had, a, well, you had a room full of stunned wrestling fans because... You had a wrestlegasm? Yes, because... Are you saying that people actually got surprised, really were surprised this, by the turn of events? This, this announcement shocked That's all the insiders. Right. Rocked the industry. All the industry Tore insiders. the internet into eights. All the industry insiders basically were shocked and surprised because they had all heard reports that he was not coming back. It's huge. So the fact that he's back was big, big, big wrestling. All right, news. we've hyped it enough. Okay. All right. So that's it. Is there anything else Good in stop, wrestling Cena. you want to comment? I'm sorry. Way to repair a peck. Anything else? Uh, no. No, he's got it. No, he's got it. All right. WrestleMania is when? Usually well, March. All right, and that's after WonderCon, which again, I'd like to remind you that Elusive Comics and Games has advanced ticket sales for WonderCon February 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. At a significant discount. At a significant discount in San Francisco is WonderCon. Elusive's in Santa Clara. Uh, but WonderCon's in San Francisco at the Moscone Center. So and if you're in Santa Clara, don't drive to San Francisco to buy your tickets now and then no, drive back down. go to Elusive <laughs> Comics and Games. Don't be stupid. 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. The only place. I don't buy comics. Yeah, well, Lon Wood, if he you know had a job, if he didn't identify so much with the current Peter Parker. So uh, here we go. Uh, I got nothing else to say. So this is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. If you have any questions, comments, complaints, you want to talk about how cool Michael Goodson sounds on the microphone. <laughs> Yeah. Right into editor at fanboyplanet.com. Everybody else, say sign off for yourselves. Sign off for yourself. I'm Michael Goodson, and I don't take directions. No, he doesn't play well with others. I'm Aaron Frost, and I'm just here for the hell of it. I'm Lon. He's gone. (laughs) Editor of moreonlife.com. Let's continue hyping. You've got a new season coming. It's coming. It's coming. I'm Rick Brett Snyder, and I've got some editing job ahead of me. <laughs> we like to keep you busy. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're reminding you to use your powers only for good. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Hi, my name is Joshua Dysart. Uh, I'm working on BPRD 1946 with Mike Mignola, and that will be out in January. I just did Conan and the Midnight God, and uh, I'm currently working on the revamp of the Unknown Soldier for Vertigo. And remember, use your powers only for good. Okay, Aaron. Yes, is there anything particular you'd like me to say? Yes, but uh, you should just <laughs> say things that... Uh, Read the price list for WonderCon. Oh, there you sure, go. That's let me good. do that, because that's exciting. Okay, the ticket pricing for WonderCon, advanced memberships, three days, adults, $30, junior, senior, $15. Ooh, there's a little star. One day, Friday, Saturday, adults, $12, junior, senior, $6. And, okay, you're good. Okay, thank you. All you say is, if the Joker, yeah. if you're listening, come to my world, bitch. No, okay. <laughs> oh, God. W- We're going to find Lon dead tomorrow with a smile on his face. <laughs> he had a heart attack while getting. Uh, never mind. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
so. I see other things underneath your movies. (laughs) (laughs) And Brokeback Mountain playing on the DVD. And the movie would have been better if it was just two hours of his crotch entitled Man Thing. <laughs> I don't know if I'd watch it. You would have loved it. Oh, shut up. Uh, uh, great. So, it's not true. Dennis Quaid could actually pull an awesome Duke, but... He's not Duke. <laughs> right, he's not he Duke. he is a G.I. Joe. That's, all. That's our unfortunate phrasing of the night. <laughs> Look, you never pulled a Duke before? <laughs> Again, you will outnumber me in this okay. very moment. Oh, no, 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 but I'm just saying. Lon <laughs> will be off having a lemon party. <laughs> okay, okay. I will go see G.I. You can't have a lemon party <laughs> with old, without old dick. <laughs> I keep talking now. I'll go see the movie, not okay, for... Okay, how about a sumo wrestler daisy chain? Chan- the, only thing the, the last, the last ten minutes is, is totally unedible. It's like it's like a tumor tightly wrapped around a, tightly wrapped around a, a necessary well, organ. Oh I guess welcome back to explicit. <laughs> okay. Do you have a point? I was going to say... I'm- this whole podcast needs a little timeout. <laughs> you go sit Everyone in the corner. Oh, Can we so... get a clean start where Lon talks again? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. <laughs>